What's up, y'all? It's your host, Alex, and welcome to the fifth episode of Something Challenge Related. What am I doing in the house with these people? It's time to just bring the Barbie Beast back. Killer Cam is out now. I'm ready. Today, we're going to be breaking down episode five of the season, Skyfall. I know some of the OG Challenge fans haven't been fucking with recent seasons, but Loki, I am super into this one. I do need them to show me more Cam, Leroy, Teresa, and Nani, and could certainly have done without that stupid-ass drone challenge, and less Josh, of course. But otherwise, chef's kiss. <laughs> A reminder, there will be spoilers ahead. And diving right in. Up first, we have the introduction. The house is just in shambles. This whole thing, which I thought was going to work in my favor, actually worked against me. She's pissing off all these rookie girls. And these rookies aren't like normal rookies. They're actually like smart. We start this episode with the fallout of Fessy's political actions last week. He has a gold skull, but Homie is not in the best position right now. I've said this on one of my other episodes, but CT, Tori, Mechie, Jay, Natalie, Devin, and Leroy all spying like they're watching their older siblings get yelled at by their parents was way more entertaining to me than the fight itself. <laughs> so naturally, Josh sees a fight and decides to enter into the situation because that is a plague we can't seem to rid ourselves of. But in this case, Fessy clocks him for never wanting to go to elimination, T, and the back and forth kind of makes Casey start to realize the implications this has for her status in the game. If I were Casey, I would get myself into elimination ASAP and switch partners. Then, Tori swoops in and tags out Fessy in the fight with Josh. And then you have Devin just kind of loosely orbiting around, which is obviously not helping. <laughs> the scene then transitions to the rookie girls rallying together to start to turn the tides against the vet. This itty-bitty committee is feisty, and I love that they aren't going to sit down and roll over. I genuinely love Tori, but she has been talking mad shit this season and acting hella headass. And this whole best friendship with Anissa is confusing me. I definitely fuck with it, but they're really playing it up. Like, are they really best friends? Jesus Christ. So then CT and Big T start to strategize, and damn. CT was real quick to turn on Tori, someone who helped him win War of the Worlds 2 and didn't even get any of the money herself. Damn. CT's game has been all over the place these past few seasons. Straight away, all the men are like madmen, pulling this rope up through the hole. Leo seems to struggle a little bit, and I'm thinking, oh no, I'm gonna be falling off this cliff any moment now. Diving into the challenge, we start this challenge off with a huge shock. Natalie is no longer cleared to continue in the game, which means she is the third female disqualification. Because of that, TJ starts using that corny-ass spike jargon again to reveal Ashley is coming back, and I couldn't be happier. I am truly devastated that Natalie is gone, but at least we get Ashley out of it. For those of you who aren't clued in, Natalie later revealed she discovered she was pregnant, and I was pretty happy MTV didn't force her to make that a plot point. It's so deeply personal, um, and so it's nice that she could kind of remove herself from the game without really any questions asked, but I'm really hoping we see Natalie in the future. Back to the challenge, Agent Down. One of the players needs to rapidly pull 200 meters of rope out of the platform, and once they complete it, they run over to their other partner who is standing on a little ledge over a giant cliff. <laughs> At some point, TJ, the sadistic king that he is, is going to press a little button and that ledge disappears. So basically, if the one partner can't pull the rope out fast enough to run over and support the partner dangling over their death, that partner is following deep into the cliff, and they're eliminated from the challenge. In Heat 1, we get a really strong challenge showing from Jay and Teresa, who just sweep the competition. I am surprised people aren't more nervous about this team. They're a very athletic duo, and Teresa has that kind of vet status, and Jay has that rookie status that allows them to kind of safely navigate both alliances. I don't know, they would be on my radar for sure if I was in that house. Other notable instances are Nam showing the fuck up really. He was really impressing me, and Lolo coaching him was cracking me up. Devin throwing the challenge, or being bad at it, let's be real, it'd be so on brand for Devin to actually be bad, but be like, oh no no, I was throwing it. And then, one by one, watching Tori, Anissa, Gabby, Amber B, and Lolo gently fall to their death. <laughs> in Heat 2, some weaknesses exposed in Casey and Fessy's partnership. This feels like a challenge they would have killed, and nothing notable went wrong, they just kind of sucked. 
People also always sleep on Kyle, but he can compete. Meanwhile, Corey can't even get Ashley, who was on the ledge for less time than she was in the game the first time around, which is saying something. <laughs> Despite a strong showing from Josh and Nani, Amber, M, and Mechie, and Cam and Kyle, Team Big CT takes this heat. Josh even tried to cut a deal at the end, but CT was having none of that nonsense. Once again, Josh, this is not Big Brother. Ultimately, Big T and CT, I have such a hard time saying that team name, beat out Jay and Teresa by a mere 5 seconds and take this win. This is obviously going to have some big implication for the vets, because CT is kind of rolling over after narrowly evading an early target on his back, and Big T rocks hard with the rookie crew this season. Also in the after show with Devin, CT revealed that he told Big T he was going to pull her up after knowing he couldn't, given the rules, and that was so fucking funny to me. <laughs> going into partying and politics. I'm so happy for Big T right now, because... The word layup gets thrown around so much in this house. The fact that she won against everybody here shows and proves that she's not a layup. Big T having power is one of my favorite things of all time. I love the theatrics and the genuine excitement. These are the kind of people they need to put on the challenge. People who have a lot of heart, love to compete, are clearly having the time of their lives in that outfit. Literally, textbook challenge regular. Who would have thought the naive random girl from Shipwrecked who got yeeted on War of the Worlds 2 would evolve into such a legend? Goes to show some of these early boots maybe should have been brought back just to see what their potential could have grown into. We transferred to the igloo, and the VIP session, y'all, oh my god, I could not do it with Big T. The homemade sign. Kind of a sidebar when Lolo was serving her drinks. Lolo's been kind of a confessional queen this season. For someone who, like, is low-key a lunatic, but, like, really just a normal person, she's an Olympic athlete, she's really been rolling with kind of the crazy antics of this season, which I really, really appreciate. During this VIP time, Big T does some scheming and realizes she may not have the numbers against Tori, but thinks she could muster them against Anissa, which is so true because people, for some reason, are so quick to turn on Anissa. People have no loyalty, but we'll touch on that later. So people are rotating through VIP, and eventually Tori comes up and kind of seals her fate. Big T has been generally unhappy with this layup rhetoric, and that's basically exactly what Tori says. Again, love Tori, but girl, you're a strong-ass competitor. Obviously, nothing is guaranteed in elimination, so you do want your best shot, but there's no need to show your ass about this. This boils over into a fight with Amber M, who really clocks Tori for a rookie. Again, that girl has some bite to her. It will be interesting to see how these different alliances interface this season. This isn't a classic divide like in the West and Bananas era. You've got the rookie girls, the big brother players, the vets, and not only that, but I've noticed people are moving pretty fluidly through these alliances this season. Darrell, Teresa, Nani, and Kyle, just to name a few. It will be interesting to see if this has any consequences on their political game, or which side they're going to pick if lines are more solidly drawn. The section ends with Lolo getting the skull itch. That will be interesting to see how this plays out, because Lolo has the bark, not just the bite. If she wants to go down, she definitely will. So now it's just a matter of the poor sucker who ends up going against her. Going into deliberation and voting. The only thing I'm doing during this deliberation is keeping as quiet as a mouse. I don't want any attention brought to me, because I just walked back into this game, and I'm sure a lot of people aren't happy about that. Lolo wears her track uniform to deliberation, which was, quite frankly, hilarious. <laughs> if I saw that, I would truly run for the hills. I'm big on people coming to compete and stepping up, etc, etc, but if they were trying to throw me against Lolo, I would blindside Grandma if it meant I could stay out of that elimination. <laughs> Gabby kicks it off by floating the attention toward Anissa. She doesn't explicitly say Anissa's name, trying to keep the plan a little more on the low, but we all know where that attention is being tossed. And then Anissa kind of lobs it back at the rookie girls, and that kind of lays the land out for this deliberation. We have Amber M, Tori, and Anissa all kind of in the hot seat. It's honestly pretty crazy 
crazy the heat is on them this season. It's also interesting that in Total Madness, people were really fighting to go into elimination, but this season people are still trying to stay out of it, even though there are skulls on the line. I'm wondering if it's because they know how many there are this season. The unknown made people want to get in ASAP, but knowing that there are 10 and there's a finite amount and there are some left, I guess is motivating people to wait. But I don't know, it's been an interesting power dynamic shift from the previous skull season. Tori somehow gives another earn your stripes talk, which again, I love people who step up and compete, but I hate that language. I think it's related to my distaste for Johnny Bananas. I don't hate him. I can give my thoughts on him in a later time, but he's got some misogyny and some power complexes that really just... I can never fuck with. So Anissa and Fessy get voted in, and Big T and CT get all the tea. Some notable votes are Cam, Leroy, and Nani, who all turned on Anissa real quick. That was really surprising to me. I mean, these people have ridden together hard and have known each other for years, and instead of voting for Amber M, an easy rookie, that was super shady to me. I get turning on Tori, she's a really scary, strong competitor, um, and she's been causing a lot of heat, but damn, to turn on Anissa like that, that was cold. But hey, there's a lot of money on the line here, and I really think the private voting mechanism contributes to that. If people had to vote out loud, it'd be really interesting to see if they were still kind of pulling these power moves, um, but had to show all their cards. We also have to talk about Teresa's game. They haven't really been showing her, so it surprised me when she said she was working with the rookies. It will be really interesting to see how that unfolds. It kind of looks like the preview for next week is kind of a little bit of a spoiler there, but we'll see. So that brings us into the crater. I do feel quite regal like standing on this platform, separated from my people, just looking down and kind of, you know, waving, supporting. The crater kicks off with CT and Big T. Again, I'm surprised CT is not doing more to protect Tori. I get she's playing a messy game, and it's probably not in his best interest to protect her, but she is his friend, and they, again, ran a final together. I don't know. For tonight's elimination, Asset Destruction, they have to pull a heavy crate filled with medicine balls along a metal track until the crate tips over. When the crate tips over, you have to heave those medicine balls into a giant 5x5 grid of gold skull panels. 13 of those panels can be broken, while 12 are rock solid and can't be broken. The first person to throw the medicine balls through all 13 breakable panels wins the elimination. Anissa gets off to a really strong start, dominating the rope pull, which proves to just be fatal for Tori, who cannot seem to pull the crate over. She's pulling over and over again, but one by one, Anissa begins to toss those medicine balls, identifies her targets, and starts to clear them. Finally, after what felt like hours, Tori finally gets it to tip by using the track's momentum, and she begins quickly gaining on Anissa, and at one point they're nearly tied. These efforts prove not to be enough to overcome the huge lead Anissa gained, albeit very impressive, improves why Tori is such a dominating competitor, and Anissa ends up pulling out this in elimination. Tori may have talked all kinds of messy this season, but y'all have to acknowledge her ability to compete. The rookie girls were talking shit, which was comically funny, but I mean, no chance they would have been able to tip that crate faster than Tori. And that's all I really have to say about that. So we get to the partner swap, and Anissa, having freshly gained a gold skull, decides to take Fessy back, which astounds me. Fessy is in such a bad political spot right now. He's obviously a physical powerhouse, but I would have taken a Kyle or even a Nam, someone who has the heart and the strength, but not nearly the baggage. That puts Leroy back with Casey and leaves Devin Rogue. Moving on to this episode's award ceremony. For those new to the show, I give four awards each episode. Worst moment, best moment, quote from the GOAT, and player of the episode. Diving right in, for worst moment, we have Natalie going home. I hate any sort of disqualification or like when someone quits. And obviously this wasn't quitting, but it was so much worse that one of my favorite players had to leave. I was just so bummed. I won't dull on this too much, but I really think Natalie was a threat to win. That transforms the landscape of this game and makes me kind of bummed. The best moment? I, it has to be Big T's mean face. I mean, come on. These little moments bring me so much joy. Big T and CT's partnership is such a light. I need to stop talking about them so much because I truly can't say their name. <laughs> 
You can tell Big T is really reinvigorating CT's love for this game, and that's so cute to me. The best quote has to be when Anissa was like, balls everywhere, it's like your favorite porn. I mean, she talked about balls, so that's really it there. And player of the episode is, of course, Queen Big T. Again, a fantastic showing from Big T. A brilliant plan that was perfectly executed, leveraging longtime friends and new allies to pull a massive blindside. On top of it, the showmanship, the heart, I could go on for hours about Big T, but as a competitor, as a TV personality, and as a challenger, she has been absolutely killing it this season. Honorable mention goes to Lolo, who has been cracking me up with her confessionals, her flirtation with Nam, and her commentary on all the political madness. Hilarious. And Anissa. I have to give my girl Anissa honorable mention. She took out Tori, a fierce competitor, and people still don't give her the respect she deserves. I love Anissa. So another fantastic episode that set up a lot of interesting plots to unfold. I'm excited to keep watching, and as always, take care of yourself. Hopefully we'll see you in the future, all right?